When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for joining us on the That's Rather Cavalier podcast. Before we get to it, make sure you follow us wherever you get your audio podcast. Just search FFSN, That's Rather Cavalier. Give us a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. Also, check out our cast shorts on the Know It All's YouTube channel. Now let's get to it. for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Cleveland Cavaliers podcast. That's rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, fans first sports network. Sitting back with my boy BP. Want to talk a little bit about the NBA finals, a little bit about John Morant, and a little bit about our focus topic this evening, Steady Osman for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Before we get into it, man, we want to thank all our listeners out there on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast Radio, Stitcher, Amazon Music, and of course, always listening to us and rocking with us on YouTube. Man, I'm sitting here with BP. BP, what's cracking, man? Hey, Big G, how you doing today? Nah, man, I'm doing great, man. Doing great, doing great. Want to get this Cavs talk in? Talk a little about what's going on in the NBA, and you know how we do the round robin, round circle thing. Hey, so first up, man, we're gonna talk a little bit about the NBA Finals which is live and, and, and present right now today. The Denver Nuggets are up 1-0 in the series, and the Joker's looking like all-world Larry Bird-type clone. BP, man, what do you think about this year's NBA Finals and right now what appears to be an overmatched Miami Heat team? Yeah, I mean, we, we went around in our group chat before the NBA Finals started, and you gave your thoughts on a 4-0 sweep for Denver. I said I thought Denver would win in five games. Tate, our buddy, said uh, the Miami Heat was going to win in seven games. We'll see what happens with his prediction, but our predictions are looking really good. I just think, uh, I said this before the Miami Heat played Boston. I thought they were doing this with mirrors, smoke and mirrors. I don't know how they still beat Boston. Yeah. You know, I thought Boston was going to sweep Miami. I really did. I thought Miami was out of gas and doing it with a lot of smoke and mirrors. But, you know, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and that other kid, Kayla Martin, really came through for Miami. So they yeah. beat Boston. I just think, I think they're overmatched here against Denver. Denver's front line is imposing and extremely, uh, you know, 
talented. And then, you know, Jamal Murray's been playing like an all NBA player as a point guard. Yeah. So right now, you know, Denver's really kicking butt. And Jokic, of course, is looking like, you know, to me, the best player in the NBA. Yeah, for sure, man. I think the Joker, man, is, is has imposed his will on the NBA. I've been I've been saying for about two years, man, that the Joker is a prime time, maybe top 15, top 20 player if he's able to get himself at least one, but possibly two championship rings. But the team that they have assembled around the Joker in the West is just unbelievable. And, and even more so, we talked about it on our NBA preview show way back with the Know-It-Alls podcast. And, you know, I was talking about then that the Denver Nuggets would win the NBA title. I got a lot of side looks and a lot of side views, but believe me, talent recognizes talent. And the Nuggets definitely have that talent between, between the additions of Aaron Gordon, Caldwell Pope, and what they already had assembled, man. So, BP, do, do you think it's going to go five, or do you think this Joker might be a winning four, or do you think the Heat is going to put up any type of fight at all? You know, I, I was going, on my prediction, I was going between either Nuggets, we're going to win in five games or six games, because, you know, I've learned my lesson from this Miami Heat team. I mean, they've they've been playing, they played a million teams to get to the spot. They had a play, they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the play-in tournament way back in April. Then yeah. they they were losing to Chicago in the second play-in game. They almost lost to the Bulls. Then they, you know, then they they beat Milwaukee. That was a huge shocker. That was a shocker of all shockers that they beat Giannis and the Bucks. I don't care how many games Giannis sat out or was resting, you know. And you know they still they kept churning and churning onward. So you know I've learned my lesson not to completely turn my back on Miami. I think. I think Denver will take care of the first two games in Denver. I think Miami will win the first game. I think Denver then will put the screws to them in game four and yeah. go back to Denver with a 3-1 lead and then probably close this out in five. But I could see the Miami Heat, you know, winning two games, you know, holding serve down there in Miami. You know, you know, it's a long trip. It's going to be hot and humid. It's going to be, you know, there's a lot of distractions in Miami. So, you know, who knows? But I, I see Denver. Right now, I saw something that Denver's the biggest favorite in the NBA Finals since... 2018 Golden State Warriors. Yeah. And unfortunately, they blasted our Cleveland Cavs in a sweep. Yeah. So that's how heavily favored the Nuggets are in this series. Yeah, definitely for sure, man. You know, they, they always say that the playoffs doesn't start or a series doesn't start until the home team loses a game. So, you know, we're going to see who holds serve with this upcoming game between the, between the Nuggets and the Miami Heat. But, you know, like I said, I just believe that as constructed, the Denver Nuggets is just going to be hard to beat. But all props to the Miami Heat, we're Cavs fans, so we rock with that East Coast, you know. And so all props to Miami just for fighting and battling just to get there. But I think the Nuggets would just be a little bit too much. Hey, as we switch gears, we're going to touch real quick on this guy, John Morant, man. So Adam Silver came out and stated that there's going to be a ruling that's determined about John Morant or they've already done it with a full investigation, but they're going to wait until the NBA Finals is over with to announce what's going to happen with Ja Morant. VP, first thoughts on Ja and what you think he might be looking at as far as maybe his NBA career will be delayed or possibly put on hold for a long time. What do you think, VP, about Ja? Well, first of all, you know, John Morant was taken in that 2019 NBA draft. He was taken second after Zion Williamson and he immediately turned the Memphis Grizzlies into a, a good team. You know, he really is a difference maker. And, uh, you know, 
So he's a hell of a, he's one of the most electrifying players in the NBA. He's musty TV. There's been some games where his highlight reels were, were crazy, you know, like alley-oop, you know, shots from the corner at the, you know, to end halves and, you know, all kinds of crazy dunks where he rocks the cradle and dunks mm. over seven footers like Steven Adams or, yeah. you know, Valanchunas, you know, huge guys that he's just, you know, crashing to the floor. But I think he's in trouble here. I really do. Because he's made the commissioner of the NBA look stupid and foolish. Yeah. And that's not a good thing when you make a guy with that much power look foolish. Because yeah. they, they gave yeah. him a pretty easy punishment back, you know, this past season. I think he was only out for eight games. Yeah. And, then, and here he is back in April and May doing the same thing, riding in the cars with the guns and, you know, on Instagram live. And so I think the NBA is going to make a... Even though what's funny is that he has not done anything illegal. That's what's crazy. He has not done anything illegal. He's got a permit to carry these guns. He's doing it. You know, he's a grown man. You know, so, but this is against, I guess, the NBA's, uh, you know, policy, the conduct policy. So I think the NBA, they're probably going to throw the book at him. I see them giving him half a season of suspension. Mm, mm. Hey, that's that's, that's a hard take, BP, but I'm, I'm with it because... I've read a few things about this job thing just to get some more insight and information. And so there's a there's the 65 game minimum next year with a player in order to make an all NBA team, which have, will have a direct effect on Jaws' salary. So I'm thinking at the minimum, they're only gonna let him play 60, maybe even 50 games. So that halfway thing. But then on the other side, I thought about it. And I said, you know what? If they really wanted to make an example of Jaws, and they try to get this image out of the NBA. Not only has he lost his Nike suit deal, not only has he lost some other endorsements, they would suspend job maybe possibly for the entire 2024 NBA season. BP, if they suspend him for the season, is it the right call for Adam Silver in the NBA? I think that's a bit of a harsh penalty because like I said, he has not committed any crimes here at all. Hmm. You know, like, you know, Miles Bridges was basically suspended for a whole year, you know, from the Charlotte Hornets because he had that uh, domestic altercation with his wife or girlfriend. But that was like, you know, documented. That was he broke the law mm. where John Moran has not broken the law. Now, maybe he's broken the NBA conduct policy by, you know, brandishing a weapon out in public, just yeah. like he did also at that strip club out in Denver. Yeah, I still think, and he, you know, the NBA is still about the almighty dollar and ratings. I don't think they want to cripple the Memphis Grizzlies franchise, which they would if they suspend him for the whole season. I mean, mm. they would go from like first to worst really quick. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned. So I think he'll get, I don't think they'll suspend him for the whole season because he has not broken any laws. But I think he'll get half a season, which is 41 games. And that'll probably end up crippling Memphis's playoff hopes, similar to like what the NFL did to Deshaun Watson when they suspended him for 11 games and he only, you know, was left with six games to play for the Browns in the NFL. Correct. Correct. And that's, that's a good take VP about bringing up the comparison between the, the what's going on with Deshaun and John, because a lot of folks are split on the ideology of, like you said, he didn't break the law. He didn't do anything wrong, but the issue is, and I will say this to the crows come home to roost that you are a professional athlete. You affect the image and the likeness, not only for your franchise, but the image and the likeness that you're sharing to other people, especially young, influenced people. So, Ja, it's time to grow up, buddy. 
It's time for you to get it together. It's time for you to move on past this childish stuff and become a true professional. That's just my take on John Moran. VP, big subject of what we came here for today, to talk about Chetty Osmond, the sixth man extraordinaire for the Cleveland Cavaliers off the bench. VP, give me a quick breakdown on Chetty and what he provided for the Cavaliers last year for the NBA season. Yeah, Chetty Osmond is an interest. Chetty Osmond's an interesting character because he is. Uh, he's been with the Cavs now since that 2017-2018 season, the last mm. season that LeBron was here. So he's he's actually uh, that was that's when he was a rookie. He was drafted with the 31st pick in the draft, so the the first pick in the second round. So he's not like some you know foreign bum that just, you know, hit the streets. I mean, he's he's been a highly touted prospect. And, uh, you know, he's basically averaged double figures every year since he's been with the Cavs. Now, this past season, he only averaged nine points a game. So somebody, someone might say, whoa, he's falling off. You know, we got to get rid of this guy. But everybody on the Cavs numbers suffered when Don Mitchell came on. Agreed. From Darius Garland, you know, throughout. Oh, Evan Martin and Antigone Coro, now Jetty Osmond. But Osmond had a very good season in shooting the ball. He was very effective. His minus ratings are very high. One of the highest for guy on the bench. Mm. You know, I think he's I think he's a pretty valuable player. Yes, he is erratic. And, uh, you know, right now, he's the longest tenured Cleveland Cavalier on the team ever yeah. since they when they cut, cut loose uh, Kevin Love. So a lot mm. of people don't know that. He's been here the longest with the Cleveland Cavs. And so now he's actually, you know, uh, gone up. He's fifth all time in Cleveland Cavaliers NBA threes made. He passed J.R. Smith this year. Mm, so he's yeah. actually, you know, pretty well, you know, he's done some good things here in the Cavalier uniform. It'll be very interesting to see what they do with Jetty going forward because his contract is up. The, the Cavs have a team option on him for this coming season, next season, at about $6.7 million which, you know, that's not that much money nowadays when we're talking guys like, you know, uh, Dan Lillard are making $60 million a year and Jalen Brown from this is up for a $300 million five-year extension at yeah. $60 million. You may want to think about keeping him around for next season. Yeah, yeah. I think there's value in Osmond playing for the Cavs without a shadow of a doubt. The main thing is, like you said, his ability to stretch the floor. Osmond shoots at a about almost about a 50% rate from the three-point. I think it's around 46 or 47%. So he does give us value to be able to stretch the floor and allow our bigs to 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 uh, play big and allow the spacing to be on the floor for guys like Mitchell and Garland to, to drop to the cup. But the issue is, do you put Osmond together with a package with a guy like Jaron Allen and maybe go big fish hunting for the Cavaliers to bring in a piece. So is he more valuable to keep him BP, or should we look for possible trade bait to send him in a package to get another player to bring into the Cavs? Your thoughts would be very interesting about Osmond and possibly getting traded from the Cavs. I mean, unfortunately, I don't know how much, you know, what kind of a talent Jetty Osmond can bring back. Let's even if you paired him up with you know, I don't know, Dean Wade or, you know, Ricky Rubio. These guys aren't that highly coveted. So we'll see what happens. Or maybe, you know, it's possible they package Jetty Osmond with a guy like Karis LeVert. But 
I do see, I think there's a few teams that could use a guy like Jetty Osmond, like Phoenix. Phoenix depleted their bench when they traded for Kevin Durant. They got rid of Cam Johnson and they got rid of uh, Miles uh, Mikhail Bridges. So, you know, they could, I think they could use a guy like Jetty Osmond coming off the bench. You know, Golden State, they're, they're, they might lose that guy, Dante DiVincenzo. They could use a guy like Jetty Osmond, you know, affordable wing player off the bench. They've always plugged in guys like him or Sean Livingston or just different guys over the years. So if the Cavs, you know, walk away from Jetty or don't want to sign him, I think he'll find other suitors in the NBA for sure. Mm, for sure, for sure. All right, BP, final thoughts as we close down. That's rather Cavaliers. Any final thoughts with the NBA Finals or what's going on with the league or something you're looking forward to see here in the next two weeks with the Cleveland Cavaliers or with the NBA in general? Yeah, one thing I did want to mention is that uh, Jetty Osmond has a deadline of June 29th. So today's already June 3rd. So the Cavs have to make up their mind if they're going to pick up his option by June 29th. And like I said, the, they, the Cavs have a team option on Jetty Osmond. So we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how they feel about him because I've read some articles where, you know, half the organization likes him and the other half are ready to move on from him. So again, we'll see, but there is a deadline of June 29th on his contract. I predict the Cavs will probably bring him back. Maybe like, you know, like a two year, you know, some kind of modest deal similar to what he's got now, two years, $15 million. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. You know, it's possible they walk away from him. I also, you know, think there's guys in the NBA draft that are similar to what Jetty does. You know, they can probably get a small forward at pick 49 or move up into the latter parts of the first round. Hmm. So they may be, maybe they're, they, you know, there's like three or four guys I've mentioned. A guy like, uh, you know, this Jamie Jasquez out of UCLA, or maybe, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State. You know, there's guys that the Cavs might want to target and move on from Jetty Osmond, but take in the NBA draft. A kid named Chris Livingston from Kentucky just declared that he's going to stay in the NBA draft. I think he's got a ton of potential, and he's from the uh, Akron, Ohio area. Yeah, best player in Akron since LeBron, yeah. for sure. Yeah, and I mean, sure. I, I think that kid's got a ton of potential. I've seen him per, uh, in person. But my son played a game against him at uh, down in Hudson, Ohio, at the Western Reserve Academy, and that kid was electric. He, so, I mean, he was dribbling and dunking and shooting threes like Dominique Wilkins. Mm. So, you know, a lot of guys, when they go to Kentucky, their games get sort of stymied. You know, case in point, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Devin Booker, even, uh, you know, uh, Murray. You know, the guy that's playing now in the, uh, you know, playoffs right now, Murray for, the, uh, goal, uh, for Denver. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times there's so much talent on those Kentucky teams, guys get disregarded that end up being really good NBA players. Even guys like uh, Tyrese Maxey and Emmanuel Quickly. These guys all went to Kentucky. They were None of them were stars at Kentucky, and now they're starring in their roles in the NBA. For sure, for sure. Definite value. So, Chetty, hey, you got to work it out. But hopefully the Cavs will keep him because I like the veteran aspect. But if we can package him together and get a pick... That's for sure. Hey, so we're going to close this out. We appreciate you guys listening, rocking with us with That's Rather Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers Fans First Sports Network podcast. Thanks for listening to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Amazon Music. For my for Big G, my boy Big P, and my boy Take Dog Fresh, 
We thank you for listening to us, and we're out. Holla at you next week. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs. Let's go Cavs.